When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. Having an issue with your bank can be so unsettling, to say the least. Money is stressful enough without having to worry that your bank, the place where your money is supposed to be safe, is going to disappear your money. It's a real, the call is coming from inside the house situation. And that's exactly what happened to Bank of America customers recently. Earlier this month, customers woke up to discover that money was missing from their accounts. For some people, this missing money even led to bigger problems, like accidentally overdrafting when they should have had enough money to cover their spending. Or for others, the missing money resulted in a negative balance account, with some reporting that they were in the red by thousands of dollars. Many of these customers ended up complaining on Twitter because the call center was no help. As one customer tweeted, when they tried to call Bank of America, the lines were so overwhelmed that people were being hung up on. Even calling their local branch or going there in person didn't resolve the issue for many customers. The problem was ultimately resolved fairly and people got their money back. But that isn't always the case. Take Wells Fargo, for example. In December of last year, Wells Fargo was fined $1.7 billion, yes, with a B, dollars for what the feds call widespread mismanagement. What does widespread mismanagement look like? In short, it looks bad. The most minor offenses were things like incorrectly charging customers fees that they should have never been charged. But bigger issues were things like casually declaring people dead who were very much still alive. And in the most egregious cases, they actually repossessed people's cars and even foreclosed on their homes for failure to pay when they had, in fact, paid all of their bills. Again, the issue could not be resolved with a quick phone call to customer service, right? This time, it required a federal investigator to get involved. When you hear these two stories, it makes you wonder, is there a better way to bank? The answer is, sometimes. 
So let's talk about an alternative. Let's talk about credit unions. A credit union is a customer-owned banking service. This is in contrast to big banks that are for-profit and have shareholders. And these institutions have made a lot of money for said shareholders. For many years, Bank of America was one of Warren Buffett's favorite stocks. But making a lot of money for shareholders doesn't necessarily translate to being the best place for you to bank and put your hard-earned money. Because banks make their money in three main ways. Number one, they earn interest on the assets they hold. So your money. Number two, they earn money from fees on your money. And number three, they earn money from something called the spread, which is the difference between how much they pay in interest on money deposited with them and how much they charge in interest on money they lend out. Let's double click on that one because it is such an important one. As a customer of a bank, you're always going to be charged a higher interest rate on what you borrow from the bank than what you can earn in interest from keeping your money there. This is how the spread affects you. For example, the average interest rate you earn in a savings account is 0.33%, while the average APR you pay on your credit card bill is 23.39%. So net-net, banks make it expensive for you to borrow money aren't as generous when it comes to how much you can earn with them and charge you fees on both sides of the process so they keep that spread nice and wide. And listen, banks aren't charities and they never claim to be. They are money-making operations and the spread is the cost of us doing business with banks. But what if the cost of doing business was different because the business model was different? What if your financial institution didn't answer to shareholders and therefore only answers to customers? Suddenly, the profit motive is different because the institution doesn't need to generate so much money. They don't need to charge as many fees or the steepest interest rate, and they can afford to pay you more on your savings account. This is how a credit union is set up. Credit unions need to earn what it takes to keep the lights on, the server safe. That's about it. The profit structure is the biggest difference between credit unions and banks. It does mean that membership is limited, at least somewhat. You may need to have a certain type of job or bona fides to be able to join one. But honestly, there's a credit union finder put out by the federal government, which, of course, we've linked in the show notes. And there's a very good chance you're going to be able to find a credit union near you. So while membership is limited... It's not exclusive. It's not a mean girls, you can't sit with us situation. But there's always a but. There are drawbacks to credit unions. First, credit unions tend to be hyper-local. There are some exceptions, like Navy Federal Credit Union, which has a wide footprint, well, for credit unions anyway, but it still doesn't have nearly as many branches as big banks. And honestly, having a hyper-local branch is sometimes a good thing. If you have a problem, you aren't calling a national number and competing with thousands of callers around the country. You're calling Mary at your credit union. You may even know Mary. Even if you don't, she's going to be able to sort out your problem a lot faster than pressing one or two on an automated machine that's probably going to hang up on you at some point just to keep their wait time stats looking good. Yeah, that really happens. 
The convenience factor of credit unions, though, pale in comparison to the big banks. Like, credit unions will probably not have as many ATMs as a big bank, and their app might not have as much capability as big financial institutions, and that's assuming your credit union even has an app, which they may not. Another thing people groan about when it comes to credit unions is that they aren't insured by the FDIC, or Federal Deposit Insurance Company. The FDIC is an insurance agency run by the federal government that protects deposits of up to $250,000 in the event that your bank fails. Credit unions are not covered by the FDIC, but it's really no biggie because credit unions are covered by the NCUA, or National Credit Union Administration, which insures accounts of up to $250,000 as well in the event the credit union fails. So it's basically same-same. Here's the big point. Credit unions offer great benefits to members, but even if you love your bank and get great benefits from them, you may still want to open an account to access some of their benefits, like a deliciously low mortgage rate. Right now, many credit unions are offering loans at significantly better rates than commercial banks, which makes them worth checking out, even if you didn't just have your money disappear from your account for no actual reason. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Turn off overdraft protection so that you don't end up getting screwed like those Bank of America customers. I know that overdraft protection sounds like it's something that would help you, right, with the protection part. But that's just sleight of hand. What overdraft protection means in practice is that if you spend more than you have in your account, your bank will give you a quickie loan so that your transaction doesn't get declined. But then they'll slap you with a big old fee. If you turn off overdraft protection, yes, your transaction will get declined and that might feel a little embarrassing, but it's a whole lot better than getting hit with a $35 fee for a $5 cup of coffee. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one -on -one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.